Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast, man. Episode 8, week 7 of the NFL season. Right around the corner, sitting here Tuesday night. Alex, TJ. We're going to get right into it, man. Another segment of Hot or Not. We're going to talk about the Panthers' trade weapons that they have. They already moved Robbie after that incident last week. We're going to talk about who we think's on the hot seat in terms of coaches. And obviously, man, week seven predictions on the way. So we're going to kick it off, hot or not. You want to start it off? No, let's switch it up this week. You start it off. Yeah. All right. Let me pull my shit up. All right. I got three this week. All right. The first one, it's not really a, it's not really a hot or not. It's just more of like your opinion. But... Out of these three teams that are all three and three, which are you most worried about? The Ravens, Packers, or Bucks? That's tough. That's tough. Um, I'm not gonna say Ravens. It's down between the Packers and the Bucks for me. You talked about Gronk's safety net. You were sending me a little clip, a little Snapchat, Colin Coward talking about Gronk, how they're missing him. Yeah, Sean Payton literally said that. One of the yeah. greatest offensive coaches of all times on the same wavelength as me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. You're just boosting your ego even more. Uh, I'm going to say I got to look real quick, man. I just I'm going to say the Bucks after last week's loss, man. I guess the Packers are playing a Giants team that's pretty hot. Uh, the Bucks they played the Steelers, who had Kenny Pickett, obviously got hurt. And then Trubisky looked uh, renewed, uh, rejuvenated, uh, whatever word you want to use. But Trubisky was looking good, and that's something to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. They gotta do something. Three and three, Brady. What he's had maybe two good games at quarterback. The other, the rest of them just been shaky. Throw for two two fifty, one touchdown. I mean, almost lost to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Could have. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Did you see the report saying that um Brady missed like the Saturday practice and walkthrough because he was at Bob Kraft's <laughs> wedding? I did. I did see that. Uh, they said that Brady's not invested into the team, and then they brought up how he missed training camp and all that. I mean, cool, he missed training camp, but this man's taking time off in the middle of the season. I guess if they make the playoffs, none of that matters. Man, but. It's about time Brady just takes the L in life, bro. Like, <laughs> it's only fair. <laughs> All right. Hot or not, the real QB controversy is in New England, and Bailey Zappi should start the rest of the way. That's not a hot take. Uh, I mean, right now, you obviously got to rock with Mac Jones. Maybe when he comes back, see how he is. But I'm not going to say this game really proved anything other than the Browns are absolute dog shit, literally. Um, Zappies look good. Zappies look really good in his first couple starts. We talked about is it a system QB, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whatnot. They're both the same to me. So it's not like it's an upgrade, downgrade. Mm. I mean, Mac Jones led him to the playoffs last year. You can't take that away from the dude yet. But Bailey Zappi has definitely stepped up his game of play. And really, I don't think anybody expected that. Not at all. And then the last one. This is a good one. I think you'll like it. Hot or not, Daniel Jones is the answer for the 5-1 and one Giants for the future. 
That's a hot take. Um, Daniel Jones has looked good. He's looked decent. I mean, I'm not ready to say he's the answer because you look at it, there's always quarterbacks that have good seasons, good spurts, whatever. A couple years ago, if you asked anyone in Cleveland if Baker Mayfield was the guy, they would have said yes. Look where they are now. Small sample size quarterback. It's about consistency in this league. You have to be consistent. You have to prove it. Not one season, not two, but really your whole career. I mean, look at Russ. We're sitting here talking about Russ is washed. He obviously what had like 10 great seasons in the NFL. And now we're talking about Russ just not being good at all. Yeah. Quarterback, you flip-flop. He could be a guy that could lead him to the playoffs and maybe a Super Bowl. I mean, look at what Eli Manning did. They had a good defense, built a good team around him. Uh, big moments of big games, he stepped up. Mm-hmm. And for a quarterback, if you win games, can't argue with it. I'm not going to say he's the answer like he's a Pat Mahomes, but he definitely definitely could be a guy that they could lean on to some extent. All right, and th- that's all I got. All right, man. Um, all You only have three this week. Speaking of Russ... After this year, the Broncos should move on from Russ. Um, as bad as it's looking right now, I'm gonna say that is a hot take. Um, I think after this year is really pretty much the only, if you want to say, bright spot or hope they have with Russ and Nathaniel Hackett and this new coaching regiment down in Denver and this new team. I mean, this year we've seen it. Their offense just looks so bad, especially down in the red zone. Russ just cannot see in the pocket, never throws in the middle of the field. The receivers seem to be off page. We've all seen that clip of Jerry Judy on the sideline. We've seen the meme of um, Melvin Gordon staring at Russell Wilson. So it seems like Russ and the weapons aren't on the same page. I mean, really the only thing that can save this team the way they are is another offseason more time to learn, gel, get together, and kind of, you know, just put this first season behind them and try to fix all the mistakes and everything they have going on. Because right now, their defense is one of the best in the league. I was watching the game last night. The defense was giving Justin Herbert and the Chargers fits all night long. And Justin Herbert is one of the best QBs in the league. They got a pretty good offense, although we'll talk about the Chargers and their offense a little later. I just think that defense is really good. Pastor Chain is looking like one of his not if that if not the best young corner in the league. They got some good players on defense, Bradley Chubb showing up. So the defensive side of the ball really doesn't have anything to answer for. I just think that offense, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, really the only thing that can save them is another offseason together, learning that system, getting stuff together. So, and you just paid him all that money. Like, you can't really move off of that yet. So I'm going to say it is a hot take to try to get Get rid of Russ already. I think Pat Sertain might be top five corner right now in the league. I think top five isn't even a question. I'm. I think top you can three. argue as like a, he One, could be two. the best corner right now. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Um, and another thing, Melvin Gordon. They said they put a meme on it. This is the moment that the Broncos decided to bench Melvin Gordon. Yeah, which is so weird. We can talk about it really quick, bro. Fam, <laughs> Javante Williams is fully healthy going into the year. Everyone's like, oh, he's like a top running back talent, young, explosive, like breaks hella tackles. Like, fam, after his rookie year last year, he looked like a really good running back. And it's like, okay, they bring back Melvin Gordon. Like, 
he's there, like, and then when Javante Williams is healthy, Melvin Gordon is like a pest, bro. And this could be just speaking from a Javante Williams fantasy owner, but he's like taking reps away, bro. Like he's fumbling the ball and they're still playing him. But now Javante's injured and now they just don't want to use Melvin Gordon. Like I don't understand it. Like shouldn't he be the lead back? Now you have fucking Mike Boone from I don't know where and Latavius Murray who's like what, 35, 40 years old? Like He's washed. He's gonna bag him in his career. Like no doubt. I just don't understand I, why, I don't why you're not using Melvin Gordon. You're exactly right. It's, Shit pisses me not off. Not even dog. as a Javante Williams owner. I was thinking about it, and I mean, obviously, it's not like a one, not even a one-two. Like Javante was one, Melvin was two. It was sort of like that one-two punch that you see with AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, like that type of backfield. Before like, before um, Williams's injury, I think they were moving more towards. A A and B backfield, but still, I mean, it was a one A and a one B backfield at the time. I, 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 I they might have been moving in that direction, but yeah, that, that's the, the time way they it wasn't there yet. But I think they they especially Melvin Gordon fumbling the ball. I do think they would move towards you know Javante being the main main back and then kind of just phasing Gordon in and out. But he got injured, so we really didn't get to see that happen. No doubt. Um, and you don't know where Mike Boone's from. Neither do I, but you started him in Let's fantasy last night and got me Boom. the dub. So. <laughs> Mike Boone and Quillen Sutton couldn't give me, like, what, five points combined? Like, I, it, it, sad thing is I had Mike Will going, and he didn't really do anything either. But Let's see where Mike While Boone. you look that up, um, I needed that win in fantasy, by the way. I was on a two-game skid. But You're on a two-game win streak. <laughs> I lost... I lost in two leagues this week, and both of them were, like, within 10 points. Bro, fuck by weeks, bro. <laughs> Happy D-Swift coming back, man. He's from Florida? You went to UF? No, he's from Florida. Where? McKinley, McKin- Florida. I've never heard of that ever in my life. McKinley? M-A-C-C-L... E N N Y. He went to Cincinnati. He did go to Cincinnati. He's 27. Damn, he's that old. UDFA from Minnesota in 2018. On their roster for just, three years. Just west of Jacksonville. So he's a Duval person. You should be rocking with that. Fuck with Duval, man. Shout out, shout out my Duval people, bro. Yeah, just outside of Jacks. I've never heard of that. Same. Um, moving on. Giants are legit contenders, hot or not. Contenders as what? Like Super Bowl contenders? Like playoff like, contenders? Wild NFC card? Champion. Like, like they, they got a chance to win a Super Bowl. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that is a hot take. Now this could be NFC East bias. I'm an Eagles fan, so I do think we are better than the Giants and Honestly, with Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott coming back, I think the Cowboys would be better than, better than them as well. But, I mean, the Giants were one of the teams I know I was wrong on. I think we were both kind of low on them coming into the season. But the one thing I do I did mention was Brian Babel could possibly be the one to turn that team around. And he exactly was – he. that's what he is. Him coming in – Coaching those guys up, getting those guys to believe with basically damn near the same exact roster. Joe Judge, fucking who was the other coach before them, bro? Oh, uh, um, 
Isn't he a coach now? I don't think he is, bro. I'll look at it. Ben McAdoo. Ben, ben McAdoo. McAdoo. Same Because pe- I think they drafted Daniel Jones. So, it's somewhat the same roster, but even if it wasn't Ben McAdoo, definitely Joe Judge. Same, pretty much the same roster. These guys are winning a lot of games, and they have some good wins under the belt. They won, I think, they just beat Baltimore last week. They went in Lambeau and beat the Packers, right? Oh, no, they beat them in London. They beat yeah, the Packers in London. in London. So, listen, the Giants are winning games they should win against inferior opponents. They also beat the Titans. And then they're also picking up some nice good wins, and I think it's just because Brian Dable, he made the adjustment, like I kind of mentioned last week, from going from Josh Allen to Daniel Jones, playing to Daniel Jones' strength, and also just giving Saquon the ball. He's their best player. Get him involved, snap it to him, screen, handoff, like any way you can. Get Saquon the ball. And that defense is playing hungry, man. I just think Brian Dable, he just changed the culture in New York. He's got those guys playing hungry. They're basically playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. They knew coming into the season, nobody was going to believe in them. And Brian Dable has got them believing in themselves. And right now, the Giants are sitting at 5-1. and one. And it's looking like three teams from the NFC East are going to make the playoffs. And right now, the Giants are, if it wasn't for Philadelphia being undefeated, have the best record in the league. So I think the Giants are legit contenders. And I think... They'll definitely make the playoffs, and I, they could honestly win a win a playoff game. Now, Super Bowl contenders, I think that quarterback is kind of where we see that see that limitation because Daniel Jones, what he has been horrible at his whole career, is turning the ball over. He's like has the most fumbles like ever, I think, in like his like whatever seasons he's been playing. I just know he turns the ball over a lot, bro. It's playing him twice a year, hell of turnovers. But he's cleaned that up. He's been better on that this season. And he's basically just being the game manager, you know. Although they don't have many weapons out there. Wondell Robinson came back healthy last year. He found the end zone. Daniel Bellinger is looking like a nice tight end rookie they drafted this year. And like I said, Saquon who's leading the league in rushing yards and I think yards from scrimmage. So Daniel Jones is doing just enough what he needs. That defense is playing really good. And those weapons around Daniel Jones are stepping up. O-line somewhat improved. I know Andrew Thomas has been like the highest graded offensive lineman in PPF, so that always helps. But overall, I think the Giants are really, really just playing good chemistry, good together football, and they're hot. They're, they're definitely going to win some games. I, they could easily win nine, ten games this year. Daniel Jones has turned the ball over 53 times in his career um, since 2019. Played in 13 games, 14 Obviously, 13 games he played his rookie year. He turned the ball over 23, 16, 10, and 11 games last year. He's sitting at four turnovers right now through six games. So, if you do that, he's going to sit around just above 10, which isn't too bad if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean. He just fumbles a lot, bro. He can yeah. never hold on to the ball. He only had 11 picks, 2019, 6, 3. Oh, no, that was fumbles lost. Yeah. Um, 12, 12 picks, 10 picks, 7 picks. He has 2 picks this year, which is actually really good. Yeah, 2 picks through, what, they, 6 they, games? That's up, solid. And I just think that comes down to the coaching. You know, don't have the ball in his hands all the time. Make the easy, quick little dump-offs, quick little, you know, passes and shit. Fuck it, snap it right to Saquon. Like, you feel me? Like, Daniel Jones can't turn man. it over. If Ronnie it's, Brown. <laughs> shout out Ronnie Brown, man. No Sean Moreno. In that, in that uh, Giants defense. man. Yeah, facts. That's a Dolphins legend, That's a man. throwback. Oh, my gosh. Um, Giants defense is also looking solid, but yeah, they've been balling making some big plays late in the game. Moving on, last hot or not for you. Vikings will win 
the North? I believe in my Packers. I stuck with them. I picked them to win the AFC North. Shout out Big Max, man. I'm still rocking with the pack. Big Max. But unfortunately, this is not a hot take. I mean, the Vikings only lost this year, came to the undefeated Eagles in primetime. And every other game, they've been, there's some have been close. Like with the Bears, they probably should have lost that game if it isn't for um, Cam Dantzler making a big play two weeks ago against that one receiver where he just literally took the ball from him down the stretch. And then last year, they played they played a tough game in Miami, although the score looked a lot closer than what it really was because of the garbage time touchdown from Gusecki. But, I mean, the Dolphins were in it, and I think, honestly, it would have been a lot closer if Tua was playing because neither Bridgewater or um, Skylar Thompson. Thompson really looked like they were doing anything. So, I mean... They, the Vikings are just finding ways to win. Kind of like the Giants. I just think that quarterback is going to limit them. How much do you really believe in Kirk Cousins? You saw what he does in primetime. His one game this year against a good team. Quick question. You believe in Kurt or Daniel Jones more? Um, I, defi- I, would say, I would say Kirk Cousins just because of the weapons around him. I mean, Justin Jefferson, arguably yeah. the best receiver in the league. Adam Thielen, I mean, he's on the later, he's in the twilight of his career, but that's still, you put him on the Giants, he's the fucking number one. Irv Smith, he's a, you know, athletic weapon over the middle. I think he caught a touchdown last week, too. And Dalvin Cook, he's serviceable along with Alexander Madison in that backfield as well. So I, I just think Kirk has a lot more weapons. So that's why I would take. Um, him over Daniel Jones right now, but I honestly think they're both in the same boat right now to where they're kind of the ones that's like holding their offense back. And then also that Vikings defense, man. I know they play a lot of bend but don't break, but kind of like I mentioned, the Bears were able to move the ball down the field on them late. The Dolphins, they scored that garbage time touchdown, and Tyreek Hill just like destroyed their secondary. Yeah. He just didn't find I'm the zone. And Waddle, Waddle. Pretty much ate him up too. He just had two kind of. He had two bad plays. And he dropped, he dropped that one pass. That was a pick yeah. and a fumble. I mean, without those two uncharacteristic plays by Waddle, I mean, it could be a different game. So the Vikings, they're susceptible of you know being beat in the secondary. The pass rush is hit or miss. Daniel Hunter coming out the injury. He's still you know trying to get back fully, fully back to where he was before. And Zadarius Hunter had a good, or Zadarius Smith, excuse me, had a good game. But overall, I think the Vikings, the way the Packers are looking. The way the Lions are looking on defense and then just everything going on Chicago to where it's, there's no hope, it seems, to be in the future. I think the Vikings clearly have a path to win that division right now. Yo, uh, was it was it Daniel Hunter that had that one video where he went crazy? Or was that, that that was someone else? That was him. Yeah. <laughs> he Yo, came a long way from that video, that shit, man. Bro. If you, that there was, was him. There was a video yeah. of him like on the ground saying people were trying to kill him. I think that was uh, him too. And then he was like, Dalvin Cook got me this gun. Yeah. And he was showing the strap. Uh, that was that was wild. But uh, I think I think I, he, I, I, I'm glad he maybe found some help or whatever. The it past was. two seasons, I think I wanna say he had a knee injury and then maybe like a neck injury or some like some serious shit. But like before before his injury, he was one of the best oh, pass no, rushers no, in the no. league. I'm not knocking his Super skill set, bro. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just but, saying yeah. like when that video came out, we were thinking that it was, was done for Daniel Hunter. Yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that shit. Yeah. Uh, oh Entire kill. He has 701 receiving yards through six weeks of the NFL. So he's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record. 
um, just with two touchdowns, and that both came against the Ravens. So moving on, that was my last hot or not. Next, we got uh, Panthers uh, trade uh, potentially. I'm going to let you go ahead and do it because, I mean, we had a couple of the same teams anyways just sort of going to ride off. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, trade deadline approaching. There's been a bunch of rumors swirling around. It's Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Brian Burns. Are they all on the trade block? And then, I mean, Robbie Anderson was a name, but after that blow up on the sideline, Adon Robbie is immediately. free. Yeah, they, apparently they were going to cut him, but, you know, the Cardinals just gave, you know, two, I think, a fourth and a fifth, a fourth and a fifth round pick in like 2024 and 2025. So like, at least super, the Panthers got something. I mean, I mean, that's pretty. That's not really anything. But I mean, I guess it counts. They can kind of use those they picks were later. Cut on. Them, I mean. Yeah, they can. You know, include those picks later on in like a trade package or some shit. If they miraculously don't get like the number one pick or some shit, they can move up. But. I mean, bro, free Robbie, man. I, I just really hope he went to a contender, bro. I'll fuck with Robbie. He's one of my favorite receivers in the league. Carlos, they're not looking too good right now. I, I was hoping he could go on a team like the Packer, you know, one of these teams that need a receiver that was contending. Maybe like the Chiefs. It would have been fun to see out there with Mahomes. But um, right now, we're just going to focus on McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and Brian Burns. So I'll start with CMC, and I'm just going to – for him, I think the best fit is kind of, you know, the consensus, the name, the team we've been seeing everyone link him to with the Buffalo Bills. And right now, out if your name isn't Josh Allen, like, what do you really bring to the Bills run game? Like, nothing. Like, Devin Singletary, he's been getting used a little bit. He's been running. But in terms of being just a complete running back, Christian McCaffrey is, like, head and heels over anybody on that roster. And I think he will just give that offense, you know, that push to become very, very top tier. Because, you know, I've been mentioned in the past few episodes and just in general, you don't want your quarterback taking those hits that Josh Allen takes. Like, I, I don't care how big you are. Like we saw with Cam Newton coming out of college, 6'5", 220, just huge, huge, just physical imposing quarterback. And Josh Allen is in that same realm in terms of running style. To me, when he runs, he looks just like Cam Newton, bro. The way they run so physical and powerful. And over time, we saw that, you know, kind of it, it doesn't last career. Like. It doesn't. And he had McCaffrey at the end, the back end of his career after, you know, he was done with all that running. And we saw McCaffrey put these crazy numbers up and it really helped Cam. So I think it'll be kind of like the same thing, especially in that pass, heavy pass. You know, they just want to throw the ball all the time. Give him the best pass catcher running back in the league. So even if you don't want to run the ball, you can throw it to him. <laughs> and I just think down the stretch, especially that run game, is just going to be something they need, you know, to beat teams like, you know, um, Kansas City. I know, although they just beat them, but later in the season, they could run into, you know, the Ravens, who are a really, really good run team. They fix that defense. Even the Dolphins. We saw the Dolphins give him fits early in the season where he threw the ball the most out of any quarterback in NFL history. Maybe if he can lean on that run game a little more. Josh Allen. The clock. That's what yeah, say, they can shoot the clock. And, you know, he won't be banged up at the end of the game because he's dropping back so many times. He'll be healthy to make that throw at the end. So I just think overall the Bills are just like the probably the most perfect fit for McCaffrey. I want to say he's at the end of the career, but he's – on the back end of his prime, so he wants to go to a contender, and the, the Bills will just be the perfect fit. Yeah, for a running back, when you get up, even, like, what is he, 27 right now or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that? he's, like, 20, 26, 27, around there. Yeah, here. he's got, like, one, maybe two years left of that, that prime, and then you might start to see a decline. I mean, running backs, 
So it's always unpredictable because you had AP who was like 30 putting up a rushing record or whatever. But yeah, when the like MVP 33. after he tore his ACL, yeah. that's some crazy. That shit. was different, but yeah, they're gonna need it. Two o'clock late in the game, you're going down in a drive against the Chiefs. Obviously, you chew that clock all the way down. I mean, 13 seconds is crazy, but you chew that clock, mm-hmm. keep the ball for most of the game. You're imposing your will on the defense and tiring them out. Something that they really don't do because they just score so quick. Yeah, and even in this last game, this past Sunday where the the Bills won. When they scored, I think Mahomes, even though they, he still had like a minute 44 left on the clock, he just happened to you know make a bad read and throw a pick. But without that interception, Mahomes still has plenty of time oh, yeah. to go down and score. So the next team I have for McCaffrey, I, I know you're going to like this one. I, I haven't really heard anyone say this, but honestly, the Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. bro. I knew, I knew he it was could. coming. I think McCaffrey will really help that team. We saw them bring in Chase Edmonds, so we know they want to you know, incorporate a passing running back. It just really kind of hasn't panned out. And the proof is in the pudding, bro. You give to a Jalen Waddle. He has a you know, pretty decent year last year to where you can say, is he going to take that next step? It's still kind of in question mark, but Jalen Waddle has a great year. Then you bring in Tyreek Hill, and through the first, what, three or four weeks, Tua was healthy. Tua was throwing the ball everywhere. We see these weapons really, really help improve Tua. And why not give him one of the best running backs in the league to help improve him even more? So when those two receivers are open downfield, you can dump it off to McCaffrey, lead into that run game more. Mostert's been pretty good, but, I mean, have him play second fiddle to Christian McCaffrey. He'll be one of the best second running backs in the league. You know Mostert gets hurt too often. Yeah, and he's going to get injured. He's going to. He can't last the whole season. So... I just think Christian McCaffrey will just come in and really, really just add another dynamic to that offense and really, really push him over top and add more weapons to help to improve even more. That sounds good, but I just don't know if the Dolphins have the assets to trade for McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Saw they were like the asking price was crazy. I just I don't think McCaffrey will go for that price anywhere. I don't think they'll he'll go for even a first. Really? No one's gonna give it up. No one's giving up a first-round pick for a fucking running back with two years max left in his career. It's going to be a third-round pick most, bro, and like a player or some shit. I mean, bro, we'll see, but I just saw the Panthers were asking for something crazy. But how do you how do you think he'll fit? Do you like his fit in Miami? I mean, obviously, I'll take a playmaker on our team, but, like, at the end of the day, even with – the Dolphins don't try to run the ball. Mike McDaniel hasn't tried. He talked about trying to incorporate Chase Edmonds. They did the first couple of weeks, and he was doing good. He was getting some touchdowns. Um, ever since that drop against the Bengals in the end zone, it's just like he's been cut off from the team almost. It's just been the Raheem Mostert show, and they, they don't like have talent like McCaffrey on their team. I mean, you still got to run the ball. Like it's the NFL. You can't expect Tua to drop back fifty times or even. Skyler fucking Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater, you got to be able to run. The so ball. you don't think having a running back like McCaffrey changes that? Oh no, a hundred percent does. But I'm saying like they haven't even tried right now. They haven't even made the attempt to try to be a running team with your third string quarterback in. You got to at least try to move the ball on the ground. I just like to see them run the ball a little bit more, especially with two out. But we'll find out a way to bring in CMC, and you'll see it. All right, move on. Move on to DJ or Brian, bro. All right, DJ Moore is next. What team do you got for him first? 
I mean, we were talking. <sighs> DJ Moore. I like the the Packers, bro. Yeah, I really, I, mean, I really think, I really think DJ Moore and the Packers should try to get something done. Rodgers clearly needs that weapon. I don't know what they're asking for DJ Moore, but the Packers got to be ready to give up something. Otherwise, this season's done. You've basically sat on Aaron Rodgers back end of his career, MVP esque, obviously still playing well. But you sat on that. You drafted Jordan Love, who's still sitting there, just looming, doing who knows what. And you got DJ Moore. You get DJ Moore. I don't know how many years he has. You trade Jordan Love straight up for DJ Moore. I don't know. I don't think the pack would do that. Would you do it? Would you do it? I mean, it depends if they actually believe in Jordan Love or not. The Packers know what Jordan Love has. Well, I'm asking you, like, how you feel about Jordan Love right now. Would you trade him straight up for DJ Moore? Probably not. I mean, you invested a first-round pick on Jordan Love. Do you think DJ Moore is worth a first-round pick? No, but, I mean, if you're trying to win now and Rodgers clearly they didn't want to win now with Jordan Love, like, well, I'm saying they drafted Jordan Love. Well, they didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to win two back-to-back MVPs right after he had a down year. I mean, was it really down year? I For mean, Aaron Rodgers, it was. Everyone thought he was like he was done. Then they draft Jordan Love. He comes back the next two years, was back-to-back MVPs, and they resign him for another two years. So, I mean, I would do it, bro. If the Packers are trying to capitalize on what rest of they have an Aaron Rodgers because he is on the downside of his career, and we see how he's playing now with the injury and stuff in his hand. I mean, you got to try to maximize it, get the most out of him you can because, I mean, it's not it's not every day you get a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best throws of the ball of all time. You're trying to get the most of it out of you can. So, I mean, if the cost of it is giving up on the future of your team who right now you don't really even know about, then I'm willing to take that gamble, bro. You're just clearly a gambler. It's going to come down if if you believe in Jordan Love, you keep him. If you don't, you just send him off. And So, I do agree. The Packers, they were one of the obvious teams that need wide receiver help. And another team I saw everyone was trying to link DJ Moore to was um, the Chiefs. But I think that would be a good fit. And I really think Mahomes is missing Tyreek Hill. And I'll, we'll, talk, we'll get to that later. But the two teams I came up with was one was the Chargers. You kind of mentioned them earlier. And I think DJ Moore will really, really help unlock the true potential of Justin Herbert. We've only seen him with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But I think, although DJ Moore isn't, you know, the big speedster or, you know, stretch the defense kind of player, this will be the best down threat receiver Justin Herbert has ever played with. And we see his arm talent. And I think if you incorporate him... With Keenan Allen, who's coming back healthy, he's still kind of banged up. So that's in that's in the air. And you know, how many more years of Keenan Allen do you have? And then Mike Williams, who just seems to be you know just a straight up like only throwing the ball if there's you know an inferior corner on me. Like we saw last night, like Pat Sertain's on him, he's not getting shit. So bring in DJ Moore, who's a good route runner. He can easily separate, make those throws easy for Justin Herbert. And I really, really, really think he'll help out this offense. And another team. We kind of talked about earlier, I think, that he would really fit with it was the Patriots. I think if you bring in DJ Moore, 
if Bailey Zappi is your quarterback or Mac Jones, I think a true number number one receiver will help either one of them develop. And right now, they both have question marks. And I think, and you've seen these other receivers get involved. You know, Devontae Parker, how good is he? Kind of the same thing as Mike Williams, just older in the jump ball kind of realm. Um, Jacoby Myers, he's a good receiver, but is he really a true number one? Nelson Aguilar, he can't catch a ball. Since Philly. And then Tyquan Thornton, the rookie they drafted, he's just, you know, the fast speedster guy. So I think bringing in a number one receiver like DJ Moore just really helped, you know, kind of stabilize that offense and give them, a, you know, a true passing identity because they can already, already run the ball good, you know, with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who's looking really, really good this year. So I think it'll kind of add more balance to that offense. Yeah, I just don't think the Patriots will ever do that. Bill no, it, no yeah. I, I wrote that down too. It's not character, characteristic of the Patriots at all. But I just think, you know, hypothetically, I think I like the fit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Brian Burns is the last player we have. Who you got on your list? Um, For him, to me, the first team that popped up was um, Kansas City. Especially after that game last night. I think... You know, in this situation, if you bring in Brian Burns, he can have, you know, that Von Miller-like effect that he had on the Rams last year to where they bring him over, and he was kind of, you know, that spark that pushed him over the edge and ultimately helped him win the Super Bowl. And then, you know, Von Miller coming over to the Bills, and you saw last night him disrupting Patrick Mahomes. So I just think, you know, this defense is, they have the best offense in the league right now, but the defense is middle of the pack. I think an explosive, young, super, super athletic pass rusher like Brian Burns is, you know, just what this team needs, especially go, going on down the season. Gonna, you're going to be playing those teams like the Bills, like the Ravens, in that division with those tough games. I just, I think, you know, he can come in, kind of make life easier for Chris Jones, too, on the interior say, because yeah, you got a double-team Burns. Yeah, one of, one of them should be able to get, you know, one-on-one one -on -one looks. So I just think going to a contender, a team like KC, really could really use that help. And I also saw today, I think apparently the Chiefs restructured Travis Kelsey's contract to free up cap space. So they could be looking to move for somebody above the deadline. And I think a pass rusher would really help them. And then the other team I got for Brian Burns, this is kind of just a humble pick, but I think he really fits is the Eagles. You know, Howie Roseman and his coaching staff, they love, love building this team up front. And we, all, we always rotate a bunch of pass rushers. In this case scenario, we do have the trade assets. We have two first-round picks. And we have a couple backup swing tackles that could help the um, Carolina Panthers. So we have, you know, what it takes to trade for a player like Brian Burns. But I think in an already really, really good defense, adding, you know, a pass rusher like Brian Burns will make life super easier for, you know, the older guys like Brandon, Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox on the line. And also kind of help, you know, Jordan Davis and Hassan Reddick, you know, get those more better one-on-one -on -one looks and kind of help them develop further. So if we get... The Eagles bring in Brian Burns, I'd be ecstatic, and I think that would really just kind of push our defense over the edge because our secondary, I think, is the best part of the defense right now. But if you bring in somebody like Brian Burns, it, it could be you know right on point with that uh, secondary and just help us have the best defense in the league. Yeah, you talked about Travis Kelsey restructuring his contract just a second ago. Um, I've been seeing a lot of clips of that Kelsey, the Kelsey Bros podcast, and I actually watched like the whole one. I think on maybe like Saturday or something, bro. Mm -hmm. Probably like the second best podcast out there right after us. But <laughs> you, should, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, 
that's it for the Panthers. Uh, player trades who, you know, they're key pieces that they could clearly move on since the season's sort of washed for them. Not even sort of. It is washed for them. Let's just tell it how it is. So, moving on, we got our predictions for week seven. Um, really don't want to talk about last week. I dipped below 500. I'm at 46 and 48. You doing the coaches or no? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just do that real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. So, coaches, who on thinks hot, on, the hot, on the hot seat? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to give my two, and then you give your two. Yeah, go ahead. First one, Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> That's who I have. Yeah, all right. So, we, we both talk about it. Uh, I mean, come on. You look at the Cardinals. They got, you know, your quarterback, your franchise QB, Hollywood Brown. That connection was looking real good till he went down. You got... You know, the run game was looking decent. The play, it's just not there. They can't score. They could move the ball down the field, and they kind of get anywhere close to midfield, and just sort of the wheels fall off. And you watch Cliff Kingsbury. You talk about, is he getting his plays off Madden? Like, <laughs> can he really call a game? Is he actually that guy? Thinks he's still at Texas Tech. Yeah, he still thinks he's playing against, you know, the just athletes defense. on defense, yeah. That's that's all the defense is, is just athletes. Like here, it actually comes down to coaching schemes, comes down to different looks. And not uh, even the best athletes at Texas Tech. I mean, no Texas Tech slander, but come on, man. Yeah, it's, it's the Big Twelve. Like they're not known for defense at all. They're known for gunslinging, and you look at it, they just haven't lived up to the hype. Yeah, D Hop's coming back next week or this week. You look at it, they just underperformed, and it's not the first time that it's been up in the air with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's job. You look at it, it's, what, the past two years now almost? you yeah. kind of been, is he still in there? Is he not? But you can give your take on it. Um, I totally agree with everything you just said, and kind of touching on what you said, was it last week or a few weeks ago to where you kind of pointed out that you know, the Cardinals were usually that team in the NFL that always started hot. They started off really, really good and then kind of fizzled out at the end. Well, this year, they didn't even start hot. They were just flat the entire way. Um, I mean, their first half offense is atrocious, the worst in the league. Right now, through their first, what, six games, they're averaging 4.8 first half points. Like, that's literally the worst in the NFL. So, basically, you're playing from behind the entire game. And then when you have Kyler Murray with... You know, he's missing DeAndre Hopkins and then Hollywood Brown just went out. Like, they don't really have the team to play from behind like that. Their defense isn't really that good, so they're always on the field giving up points. So, kind of like what you pointed out, and Kyler just got paid in the offseason, so you know who they chose. They chose Kyler over Cliff to where Kyler's their guy, even if they move on for Cliff Kingsbury. And right now, it's just not looking good in uh, Arizona out in the desert for them right now. I mean, the only way I see this, you know, him not losing his job is if, like, they went out or DeAndre Hopkins comes back and Robbie Anderson was, like, the answer. <laughs> and they just, like, go Play off. Kodak. Yeah, I don't see Cliff Kingsbury having, you know, any more long 10 years in Arizona or in the NFL at all. Honestly, you might as well just go back to college. There'll right. be some, some good positions opening up. Bro. You know someone's going to pay him. Some SEC school I mean, wants an offensive-minded guy like him. In in college, I, I wouldn't mind it. Kind of like with Matt Rule, bro. Like some coaches just work in college football. It doesn't Urban really Meyer. translate. Yeah, Urban Meyer. 
bro this is completely off the record but oh my gosh bro he was like one of the panelists before the um michigan and penn state game on saturday and he was fucking sitting up there with his little shades on bro it looks it was just so bad i'm like bro like are they not aware aware of what he did last year in jacksonville like this guy was a not only a terrible coach but a terrible person like it, it just wasn't working out now you have him you know sitting up there like talking was like, that, ESPN, like what? i think it was fox I think he was on with Fox. It might make sense. <laughs> ah. So, you know, he was, like, on the panel, you know, giving his input, talking about, like, college football. They need to do this, that, and this. Like, I think he needs to worry about, you know, himself before he starts giving <laughs> yeah, suggestions to, go to other coaches. Therapy. Please. Yeah. But that, <laughs> so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> my, my second and last one I got might be a little biased uh, with this team. Kevin Stefanski. Oh, my God. This dude has Jacoby Brissett. At quarterback, throwing the ball 50 times a game. Meanwhile, you got Nick Chubb, one of the leading rushers. Kareem Hunt, another guy that's supposed to be a top back in the league. And they don't run the ball. They don't run the ball. The team looks abysmal. There's no discipline. Yeah, you can say the defense has no discipline, but it, it comes from the head coach at the end of the day. You set the tone. I think the Browns have had more players' meetings than any other team because the coaching staff, frankly, doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Um he had a good season running three tight end sets for a shitty quarterback in Baker Mayfield. That worked. What is what is going on right now? They can't win games. He puts the ball in Jacoby's Brissett. He they got these analytic guys. I just saw they hired a new one. He was like the analyst for Abercrombie and Fitch. Don't ask me what the Browns are doing. I, I don't know how you get that job. They might as well just hire me. I could do some analyzation on the numbers in there statistically whatever whatever they do at this point because what he's drawing up is just absolute garbage at the end of the day he's calling these plays these players are undisciplined getting flagged for stupid things it just doesn't look good in cleveland yeah he he was a name i kind of i thought about bringing up but I figured, you know, either you would bring him up or you really, really wouldn't agree with it. So I just stayed away from it. I knew if you, you were going to feel strongly about it either way. So I, I'd let you have, you know, that take. Um, that, The second coach I brought up was Ron Rivera. I mean, he's a defensive-minded coach. And, you know, in this NFL, unless you have a star-star quarterback or, you know, a really, really strong system, like the Patriots, you know, or the star quarterback, like with um Sean McDermott and Josh Allen up there in Buffalo, then this defensive, you know, minded head coach really doesn't work. I mean, their defense is underperforming. You know, they're kind of middle of the pack, kind of at the bottom of the pack in terms of run defense. And, you know, the strength of this team is supposed to be that D-line with all that early talent invested in it. You know, you got Chase Young, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. You know, he has some character concerns coming out of college, but he was, you know, a first-round kind of talent guy. And Jonathan Allen, who I think was in the first round as well, those two Bama D tackles. So you kind of, you know, start asking questions. You know, is it just injuries? Is everyone banged up? And then you had, you know, the comments he made about Wentz last week saying quarterback is the reason they're not competing with all the other three teams in the division. And now, you know, Wentz just went down. Heineke's yeah. starting, I'm pretty sure, next week for yes. them. It, it's just time for a reset. Not only, you know, the coach, but I think the front office. I think one of the uh, – I think the Colts owner, general manager said, yeah, Jim Mercy. yeah, said that they could possibly be some changing in the in the Rams over there in Washington. So yeah, I just think, them out. 
Yeah, they started with the name change, then the uniform change. Let's just get a, you know, this entire front office head personnel change in Washington. You know, give that, give, give those fans a fresh start because I, Washington right now, it, it's not a dumpster fire, but it's just kind of like you know, it's they're just, just a forgettable there. team. You yeah. know, it's like they're not good. They don't really have anything going on. Like Chase Young looked really, really good his rookie year. Injuries now he's kind of like up in the air. Terry McLaurin, does he even, like, play football anymore? Dude, like, he doesn't record any type of stats. John Dawson, the promising young rookie, he's injured. Antonio Gibson, they kind of phased him out. Brian Robinson yeah, just got shot. Back, yeah. like, it's just bad right now in Washington. I, I, I think it's time just for just a fresh start. And, unfortunately, Ron Rivera, he's just, he's just not doing it right now in Washington. All right. Well, before I got ahead of myself, we were talking about – our predictions week six i was saying it again three and eleven i'm at 46 and 48 on the year you went nine and five 58 and 36 so moving on to this week uh because you just like a quarterback you got to have that was it amnesia no yeah yeah amnesia just forget about it forget about the last play yeah facts you gotta just you gotta keep pushing so thursday night football maybe not a the worst game of all time we finally got some maybe decency on a Thursday night. Not ready to go out on a limb here because it is Thursday night football. But before we even start this, can we talk about uh, Amazon? Did you see what they're doing? They're having a Black Friday game at 3 o'clock. They're playing a football game on Friday? Yeah. Like an NFL game at yeah. 3 o'clock? So you know how they got the Thanksgiving Day? Yeah. Where, you know, you always got the cowgirls and the lions. And oh, so they're just being a money horse. Yeah, and they're playing on <laughs> Black Friday. like Because bro, they, were, I think that Thursday they would lose the games, right? Because yeah, it's, it's going to so be, be on Fox, CBS, ESPN. Because they play three games now on yeah. Thursday night. On Thanksgiving, on Thursday, yeah. yeah, there's always three games. You got so the they just want that much. Like they can't let one week just vibe. They need the money, so they gotta play on Black Friday. Uh, ask, ask Jeff Bezos. It's not happening this year. It's happening next year. Oh, next year. Oh, I thought that was this year. I didn't hear. But about either that, way, but I mean, way, that's, that that's is, still. Yeah. I'm like, bro, who who wants to even watch? They just. I don't know. If Scott Hansen's gonna be sad when he's sitting there calling like four games in a one o'clock window and two games at the. Four o'clock window, but I just <laughs> that is kind of weird, bro. I had to just at three, bro, three like, o'clock, yeah. Bro, Black Friday, not even a national holiday, like, it's gonna be <laughs> working, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, shit, bro. I know I got off at least, bro, but either way, so Thursday night, Saints Cardinals in Arizona, picking the Cardinals and <clears throat> their dumpster fire of a head coach. I mean, it's the Saints looking at Andy Dalton. There's nothing really too impressive. Kamara's got a little more involved. I like to see that. Chris Olave back. Obviously not Jameis Winston at QB. That'll help. It definitely will. Might have to throw him in the starting lineup in fantasy. But at the end of the day, that Saints defense is good, solid, above average, in the good, great tier. I just don't think it's going to be enough on the road with how bad their offense actually is. To even beat the four point first half Cardinals. Yeah, and just on a sign up before I pick these, like we go on further, bro. This was, to me, this was like the hardest week so far, bro. Yeah, you in saw I left it blank until we started this. <laughs> like, in terms of like just matchups, I think there's a bunch, a bunch of evenly matched teams this week, and they could go either way. And I think it starts on Thursday with the Saints Cardinals now. I don't think it will be as bad as the last two 
Thursday night games we uh, had. If it's as bad as that, man, I might just you might not see me next week. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that bad. I think it'll you know just be, it'll be a step above. And I'm not gonna say this is gonna be the game of the year, but I am gonna pick the Cardinals. They're at home. They're kind of desperate. They need a win, you know. Looking as a team that everyone thought they could kind of be, you know, French contenders. D Hop coming back. Robbie Anderson. He might play. I don't know how much that helped, but. Like you kind of mentioned, the Saints, like their team right now is just up in the air. And if the Saints somehow do figure out how to win this game, um, us calling for Cliff Kingsbury job might happen a lot sooner than later, especially primetime on national television to where if he just coaches a really bad game and they aren't, they aren't good at all, they, they might just get rid of him right after that game, after that loss with everyone watching in primetime. So this is kind of a make it or break it game for the Cardinals, you know, in general, they're getting DeAndre Hopkins back. Although they just lost Marquise Brown, they kind of, you know, replaced him with Robbie Anderson to where he's going to play that second fiddle role anyways to D-Hop. Hollywood was, and I think Robbie can come in and play that second receiver role perfectly. So, we'll see, bro. I know their backfield super banged up. Kyler Murray, what, what they... Call of Duty's coming out in 10 days, man. Uh, this might be the last last good game they have left in of them. But all jokes aside, I think this would be a fucking coin flip. Give me Cardinals at home, man. Same. Cliff we, Kingsbury is playing for his livelihood right now. Off topic, we getting, we getting the new COD? We might. Although, I don't know, bro. I'm kind of fucking with 2K right now, bro. Yeah. I mean, uh, finally getting in the groove after, you know, not being able to green a shot for like the first two months. Yeah, man. I think once my three-point rating go all the way up, I'll be straight. Uh, moving on. <laughs> might yeah, have to. We just might have, you know how it is, bro. We, we, we probably will, bro. But, I mean, bro, that, another fucking side note. You need to have a fucking point guard in, the, in this 2K. It's fucking bad, Oh, bro. yeah, bro. You just need a dimer. Bro, not even a dimer, bro. You just need somebody that can, like, distribute the ball, like, <laughs> like with fucking two working eyes, bro. You're welcome. Uh, Bucks, Panthers... I got the Bucks here. It just I don't even need to talk much. If the Panthers win, that's insane, and Tom Brady should retire right there after that game. I agree. Hopefully, yeah. Tom Brady doesn't have too many distractions this week. He's there throughout the re- the week. This defense needs to get back on track because you know, first few games and coming into this year, they were one one of the best defenses. But after losing to the Steelers and then. What Mahomes did to him, putting up fucking 30-plus, kind of just, like, just ripped their heart and spirit out, and they lost. And right now, this Bucks team is just, they're kind of looking like fringe, you know, to where, are they good? Are they mediocre? We don't think they're bad because they have Tom Brady. Like, I just don't know. But at home, against a, probably the worst team in the league right now, Panthers, we just talked about they're having a fucking fire sale with all their good players. So, I think the Panthers are the worst team. Uh, yeah, that's that's safe to say. And Baker is he even playing? Like I know he got hurt. I don't think so. Apparently I they're mean, saying Sam Darnold cleared back. Yeah, he's coming back. Well, I don't know if he plays. I don't know. A lot going on on both sides, but give me the Bucks with the experience, with the better quarterback, with the better overall team at home. Moving on, the Detroit Lions in Dallas against Jerry Jones' Cowboys. We got a split decision here. I went with the Cowboys. Dak, what is he, starting practice this week? 
Might I think be. he's been practicing, but I think this is the first week he's playing. So either way, uh, I, it doesn't even because I know his... before the Eagles game he was, up, but he just didn't. Suit I think up. he's finally cleared to fully practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lions Cowboys. This was a tough one for me too. I think the Lions offense gets a little back on track what we saw early on in the year. D Swift probably coming back. Amin Ra too. He was big. Yeah, Amin Ra. They're getting healthier. Banged up. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. I just think the Cowboys sort of control the clock. I think Jared Goff's just going to be under pressure when they try to throw it. Um, either way, you could. this was another tough one for me. I, I just think the Cowboys got the edge. Swift's first week back, maybe you see not his usual production. Jamal Williams sort of hasn't really been uh, too good the past few weeks. And the Lions' defense is just atrocious. We know that the they're all offense, no defense. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much there with you. I mean, I could easily see the Cowboys winning. They, I honestly do think they might win, but I'm, I just, I just feel like the Lions coming off of that bye week. You know, they had extra time to prepare for this game, and all the noise, you know, around the Cowboys right now. Everyone's saying Cooper Rush was the answer. Then he goes out and has that game. Now everyone's totally back on Dak. Last time we saw Dak play against that Bucks team, sucked. He was not good at all. So I think it's gonna take. This is basically Dak's second game of the year. It's gonna take time for him to get his feet under himself. He's gonna need to, you know, kind of ease into that offense, get more integrated. You know, kind of get back on the same page with Ceedee Lamb and all these guys. Although I will say against the Eagles, that Cowboys run game did look really good. Zeke was running all over us. Tony Pollard had a good run, good a few good runs to the outside. So to your point, I think they can kind of you know control the clock and keep this ball away from this you know Lions offense. But I just think the Lions coming off of bye, they're scrappy man. They they're kind of desperate. They need a win. They looked really really hot to start the season. They kind of just fizzled out. So I think Jared Goff and, you know, that, that high-powered Lions offense can get back on track after the bye week, get a little healthy, and they, they can sneak out of uh, Jerry's world with the win here. Moving on, Green Bay Packers in Washington against your hot seat coach, Ron Rivera, and the Commanders. <laughs> I went I went with the underdog. I don't I, blame you. I'm going the with Pack the Commanders. have just been losing to all these horrible teams at home. Exactly. I mean, they're on the road here. But or, it, do, me, it yeah. doesn't even matter. They've just been losing in general. Um, Commanders, Taylor Heineke, sort of, you know, a switch up on the vibe. I mean, the team buys into it, plays with a little more edge. You typically see that sometimes. Then again, obviously, you see the pack steamrolling. But I, I just don't see it. The Commanders, I think they shocked the world here against the pack. Big win for the Commanders. Taylor Heineke. Going back to what when he won that he won that playoff game didn't he? No, he they lost to the Bucks the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, but he played really good. Yeah, he played. He, like, he balled yeah, out. He like scored that touchdown. And Di- like, yeah, but that's when he was like a college it. student. Yeah, no one ever heard. <laughs> I think he should have been starting over Wentz to even begin with. Old Dominion. Yeah, no doubt. Give me Taylor Heineke. Packers. They just they really don't have any direction. We were talking about. It. They don't have any direction right now. Yeah, I don't hate the Commanders at home. I thought the Packers were at home at Lambeau, which makes me not like this even more, bro. Well, you put the lineup for the I know. I looked at it wrong, and I thought they were home. But I still 
the pack they just can't lose to the commanders. The Packers lose to the commanders, their season's over this week. So they they kind of have to win this game. And I think the Packers are in uncharted territory right now to where they're used to Aaron Rodgers, you know, being that focal, focal point in their offense and having, you know, the outside weapons, whether it's, you know, um Jordy Nelson, a younger and more healthy Randall Cobb, James Jones. Greg Jennings, like these are all good weapons, serviceable Pro Bowl weapons Aaron Rodgers has had his career. And then when he didn't have him, he had Devontae Adams, who was arguably, if not arguably, the best receiver in the league to throw to. Now he doesn't have that, but what they do have is two very good running backs. And I think it's time for them to just switch into becoming a run first team. Like they ha- they have to. They just can't get it done on the outside. Alan Lazard, yeah, he's nice, but he's still super young. Maybe he's a better as a number two right now. Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, they're both super young rookies, still learning the game. Robert Tunyon, what does he really bring? He's kind of a middle-tier tight end. I just think for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, they have to you know, win games other than Aaron Rodgers. And if they're ever going to do it, it should be against this um, commander's defense who isn't the best at stopping the run. They lose this game. This is, this is like it could like ultimately like alter like Aaron Rodgers' career. Like he could like like be looked at as you know like in a very different light if they don't win this game and turn this season around. So I think the pack. This is a must win for the Packers, and I think they have to win like big. They can't just you know squeak out with like a three point victory or win on a game winning field goal against this bad commanders team who we just kind of talked about they really have no direction whatsoever so packers got to get it done man i'm gonna rock with the pack on the road this week moving on a game that really nothing needs to be said the cleveland browns in baltimore i got the ravens i spoke my piece on the browns just i want to know why you picked the browns um I kind of thought you I would be on the same page as you here, so I kind of, you know, went as, you know, just being a good friend, a comrade pick, you know, rocking with you. But in Baltimore, this is going to be a very, very, very tough game. The Ravens, the main reason I picked the Browns is because of their running game. Their defense has looked shaky, but in the last two weeks, down the stretch... We've seen Lamar make two very, very big mistakes that ultimately cost him the game. The week before against the Bills, throwing that interception in the end zone. And then this week, fumbling the ball twice and then throwing the interception on one of those fumbles where he missed the snap. Kind of just giving the game away. And this we know this Ravens defense is, you know, they're prone to giving up leads and not being able to stop the other team. So I feel like if Nick Chubb can find a way to have a really, really good game and, you know, Jacoby Brissett hits um, Amari Cooper down the field for one or two big plays, I honestly think the Browns can be right in this game. And that just comes to me thinking Nick Chubb has what it takes to kind of seal this game if they get a late lead. And honestly, the way Lamar's been playing kind of just looks like he doesn't want to be in Baltimore and not really getting his receivers involved, looking only kind of at the tight ends across the middle. J.K. Dobbins' knee started acting up. Do they really have a run game other than Lamar right now? There's just a lot of questions I have about this uh, Ravens team, and until they prove to me otherwise, 
it's going to be hard for me to see them winning games because, I mean, playing against teams like the Bills, like the Dolphins, like the Giants, I know these are better teams, but, I mean, you've had double-digit leads in all of these games in the second half and in two of them in the fourth quarter. They were up 10, I'm pretty sure, in the fourth quarter against the Jets. I mean, against the Giants, excuse me. And we all know what happened against Miami. So, And that game against Miami was home as well. So, I mean, the home field advantage really doesn't show us anything. So, I just think this game comes down to the Browns honestly just making less mistakes than the Ravens on offense, which sounds crazy to say, but I think it could really happen. One thing I got to say, you really believe in that Nick Chubb is going to get the ball. Jacoby Brissett, in his six games, starting in week six, 45 attempts, 34, 35, 31, 27, and 34. Uh, you're not winning with Jacoby Brissett doing that. I'm sorry. They're not, they got they got to feed Nick Chubb. If, if they want to win this game, which I think will happen, but the only way they win this game is feed Nick Chubb keep the ball out of Lamar hands and then you know hopefully Lamar makes one of those mistakes he's kind of been prone to making these last few games the Browns should be sitting at five and one right now <laughs> yeah the Browns <laughs> and you talk about mistakes could be Jacoby Brissett well obviously not last week against New England take the first five weeks he's been serviceable first three quarters as someone that's watched him for the past two years, considering he's a quarterback in Miami last year, <laughs> what? I, how do you how do you trust this guy down the stretch? It's just something that Kevin Stefanski's. That's why I called him in the hot seat. Moving on, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Give me Joe. Brr. Uh, Falcons. They've looked pretty decent. Haven't looked terrible. Bengals. They've kind of like turned their, not even turned their season around. They've looked better than what they have been. I mean, they have the past, what, I think two weeks. I mean, they played the Saints last week. And then they, they lost to the Ravens in a close one. The week yeah, in a close one. Yeah, yeah on uh, primetime Sunday night football. Uh, you look at it, it's just the Falcons don't really wow you. Jamar Chase got back on track last week. Looked yeah. really good against a Two Saints touchdowns. defense that we thought is, you know, above average. I think they still are pretty good defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they kind of got that back on track. Joe Mixon hasn't looked good at all. I don't know whether it's Joe Mixon, the O-line, or what's going on over there. Harden fucking up the Celtics, man. Yeah, we got uh, NBA regular season game one. Celtics, Sixers in the back because um, Tyler requested it. But After you requested to have the fucking baseball on last week. Yeah, that was different. That was my team. But let's not even talk about that sport. Um, yeah. So give me the Bengals at home. Cincinnati, they're going to be going crazy. You know how that fan base is. F- Bengals at home. They need a win in that division. I mean, no one's really taking control of that right now. It's up for grabs still. Yeah. I, kind of going along with everything you said, the offense has turned around, gotten back on track. Jamar Chase is looking like his old self again. Is he kind of what are they doing with T. Higgins? I know he's been kind of banged up. But on a side note, the Falcons have covered the spread in every single game this year. So if you're trying to bet, Falcons plus the points might not be a bad choice right there. But I think ultimately, the Bengals do get it done at home. Jamar kind of continues his, you know, 
getting back onto being the Jamar Chase of old that we know from his rookie year. Joe Burrow, hopefully he can stay upright and get him the ball. But ultimately, I, I think the only thing this offense is missing right now is a run game. Joe Mixon has not been very efficient at all on the ground this year. Hopefully they can get that going against this Falcons defense and kind of, you know, make it a lot more even. So it's not all on Jamar chasing those weapons. But I think at home, the Bengals do kind of have what it takes to get done against the Falcons, who aren't a bad team. But I think they can beat the teams that are better than, but they'll lose to the teams that are worse than. Tell me why I look up and Joel Embiid and Marcus Smart are basically scrapping and flopping against each other. <laughs> Is that surprising? <laughs> Joel Embiid grabbing Jalen Brown. Troll <laughs> It's just funny. As soon as I looked up, man, it was Joel and Marcus Smart in a scuffle. Like, you can't make that shit up. Moving on, the Giants in Jacksonville against the cool-down Jags. Um, they, they are colder. Give me the Giants. I've been hating on them. I've been downing them. Give me the Giants. Give me Danny Dimes on the road, 5-1. and one. Jags defense isn't really looking too good. Even if T Law gets back to looking, you know, how he was the first few weeks, still think that Giants defense is too good at the end of the day. That front uh front four that they run, it's I don't even know if they run a four three, three, four. It doesn't matter. Their D line is nice. They've played well and yeah. the secondary's held up as well as they've been playing good football. And like you said earlier, Saquon Barkley ball in his hands. He really just... I mean, the Jags barely lost last week. Let, let me say that. The Colts-Jags game was a tough one. Looked like the Jags almost had it for a second. But, Michael yeah. Pittman finally ate. So Alec Pierce. That. Don't sleep on Alec Pierce. Bro. I mentioned him the very first episode out of Cincinnati, bro, being a threat. He's He's been showing to be... A, a serviceable number two receiver in this league, and he scored a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, he did score that game-winning. I was kind of mad it didn't go to Pittman. <laughs> but it's still yeah. Pimmy so. was on my bench in the league too. I, I ended up winning, but I mean, it, it, it could have been, it should have been nice. But yeah, man, this this Jags team that I mean, I was higher on, but they're kind of where I thought they would be going into the season. Where I thought they were going to be better than what a lot of people thought or what a lot of people figured going into the season. But now they're kind of coming back down to earth, and I I thought that you know they'd be competitive in some games, but ultimately. They end up losing the vision to the Colts to where right now it's kind of looking like that. And that Jags rush defense is kind of what scares me. Two weeks ago against the Texans when, you know, the kind of start of their downfall, Damian Pierce ran all over him in Jacksonville. And then last year, I mean, excuse me, last week, again, the Colts with no Jonathan Taylor had Deion Jackson step in. and He scored a touchdown and also got involved in the passing game as well. 10 receptions for 79 yards, which is crazy. So running backs have been prone to killing the Jaguars and beating the Jaguars. And what do you know? One of the best in the league is coming into town, Saquon Barkley. And the one thing we know about the Giants, we kind of touched on, is they're going to give Saquon the ball, and they're going to give it to him a lot. So I think Saquon could have a big, big game this week, probably score multiple times, break one of those big home run runs we know Saquon to do, especially in his rookie year before the injury. But right now, I just think the Giants, they got everything clicking on all cylinders. Brian Dable's got those guys bought in. And I just think they're a better team than the Jaguars. I think it'll be a good game. The Jaguars will put up a fight. But ultimately, the Giants are just rolling right now, man. They're looking like the better team. Next one up, Indianapolis Colts in Tennessee against the Titans. 
divisional matchup here. It's going to be a good one in my opinion. going to be a close one. I think the Titans just get the edge at home. Um, Colts have been looking a little bit better, but end of the day, I think Derrick Henry has a solid game. You see JT probably coming back, right? Um, I, I am not sure, but I think he is. Yeah, most I think likely. JT's coming back. It's going to be a clash of the running backs who really coming into the year probably thought top two running backs in the league possibly. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a good one. It's going to be on the ground, not really your typical shootout. Um, but I just here give me the home team and the Tennessee Titans. Colts coming off a win. Just I think the Titans pull it off at home. Yeah, I'm also picking the Titans. The one thing that does scare me here is their their defense has been prone to giving up a lot of passing yards, and I think Matt Ryan is number two in the league, if I'm not mistaken, in passing yards. He's been throwing the ball around a lot, and that is due to them being down a lot. And every single game they've won this year, I know has been within one possession, but I also think every game they won this year has been on a game-winning drive also. So they've been down the entire game and have to make you know these big, big comebacks to win. And I just think against a divisional opponent on the road against the Tennessee Titans, you know, what do they do best? Hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and keep the ball away from the other team. So I think they do just that. Ryan Tannehill kind of just is that game manager we know him as. He doesn't make any any mistakes. He plays good enough to get the win. And I just think the Colts go down and they aren't really able to make one of those comebacks that they have to make to win games this year. All right, so he's second in yards, tied 12th in touchdowns, but he's 32nd in interceptions. Yeah, he has the most because they're down the whole game, so he's throwing the ball the whole game, like 58, 41, 37, 37, and 30 attempts in this game so far, and yeah. then 50 in week one. All, all of their wins have been within one possession, so, so he, they're throwing the he, Matt Ryan is just throwing the ball 253 times through six weeks. That's a lot of throwing for Matt Ryan, who's in twilight of his career. And we thought they'd be able to, you know, lean on Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) And then Matt Ryan could just be, you know, an efficient game manager. But even Taylor went down. And then Hines, obviously, with that concussion, literally that Thursday night. Yeah, that doesn't help either. Uh, Next game up, Houston Texans in Vegas against the Raiders. Mm, We were just talking about the man, Damian Pierce. He's been looking good. He's been looking great. Damian Pierce has been running the ball like people really in the beginning of the season thought they would be. Um, Davis Mills, obviously Texans QB, hasn't made any type of splash, good or bad. I mean, sort of just been Davis Mills in the quiet. Middle of the pack, yeah. Yeah, you don't hear too much about him. The Raiders have been uh, disappointing to this point. Even with Devontae. No Derek White just made that shit, bro. I'm sorry, fam. He just pisses me off. This bullshit, dog. I picked Derek White up. Don't, don't claim him, please. <laughs> I need a PG. It's not even a fucking foul, bro. Um, LaMelo Ball, come back healthy. And, and shy, bro. All my guards are hurt. The season hasn't even started. Um, Yeah, Texans Raiders... Damian Pierce, I think it's going to be another big game for him. Maybe, you know what, give me Damian Pierce two tutties, bro. I'm not yeah, going to. Is, is that what your, your lock of the week? Are you locking like, that in? It's not the lock of the week, but I'm, I'm saying like big game alert, Damian Pierce. I'm saying two touchdowns. All right. 
That's what I'm gonna go with. You know, you know, I'm gonna say this is gonna be a signature game right here okay. on the road against that hostile crowd in Vegas. I don't hate the take at all. I think this is easily a game the Texans can win, but I think the Raiders are a lot better than their one win re- one win record shows. That was a mouthful. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Hey>, yo, <laughs> they were super competitive against the Chiefs before the bye week two weeks ago. Just lost in prime time. Came down to Patrick Mahomes being the best quarterback in the league. They've been in a lot of these games. They lost against the Titans on a what was that game winning touchdown, right? Or was that a two point conversion they had scored? Either way, came down to the wire. The Raiders have been in a lot of games. Hopefully, McDaniel's got this team back on track. Coming out of the bye week, well, both of these teams are coming off of a bye week, but at home, I think the Raiders, you know, kind of cleaned up those mistakes they had early on in the year. Derek Carr getting on the same page with his receivers because he's got some decent weapons out there. That run game with Josh Jacobs has looked a lot better than what I thought it would be. Maybe they'll lean on that a little bit more. I just think right now the Raiders have too much firepower on offense. Max Crosby's been looking really, really good this year. They've gotten absolutely nothing out of Chandler Jones, though. So, I mean, uh, what do you do with him? But Max Crosby has been the one bright spot on that defense. Along with those weapons on the offensive side of the ball, I just think it'll be too much for the Texans to keep up with. Quick side note, Damian Pierce, he's had a good rookie season with some of two other running backs in the league so far, with um, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker right now. Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, like, rank them, and which you would rather have? This might be a little biased because I'm on a Damian Pierce fantasy train. So give me Damian Pierce. Haven't really seen Kenneth Walker too much yet, but I kind of like him over Brees Hall. I, obviously, Brees Hall was the, the number one guy coming out. Um, I The way Damian Pierce runs, so just... Yeah, UF by his he I'm not even a UF fan anymore, bro. Come on. <laughs> Haven't been for years. Man, shout out to them boys back in the day. Treon Harris, man. Antonio bro, Callaway. That 2016 team, that bro. DBU, Brian Poole, VH3. Bro, there was no way in that draft. Was that Tabor. 2016 that you could have convinced me that Jalen Ramsey was the right pick over Vernon Hargreaves, bro? <laughs> I was not buying that shit at all, bro. bro I think that was 2015. That... I think it was sophomore year. You're right. Yeah. Bro, I was sitting there, or maybe it was 2016. 20, I think it, one of those two, 2015 or 16. But, bro, I, I just remember sitting there, watching the games, watching the Gators' offense be so abysmal, and the defense out there for 40 minutes, and it was like Brian Cox Jr., Brian like Cox Alex Alizoni. Uh, who was the Dante Fowler was on that team too? Dante Fowler, yeah. yeah, six god. Uh, who was the linebacker? Bro? Gerard Davis. Gerard Davis. Yeah. Keanu Neal, Marcus May, Brian Poole, Tease Tabor. They had a stick. Quincy bro. Wilson. Quincy Wilson. Three. Oh my. Bro, and then the running backs. Loaded, they had uh, what's his name? Uh, oh fuck. He, Kelvin Taylor. And then they had the, the, one, the Washington jib from Washington. He fumbled yeah, and he his fumbled. career went over, bro. I forgot, bro. Damn, dreadhead. He was dude. a power back, dreadhead. Yeah, yes. yeah. bro. Hot man. I that brought us some good memories. I that team was fun to watch. Bro, they bro. had um Antonio Callaway Antonio too. Callaway, yeah. yeah, they had Callaway. They had. 
And then Tyree Cleveland came in at the end. Bro, if Will Greer doesn't get busted for fucking PEDs, bro, that team was the shit, bro. I'm sorry, dog. Damn, you really had to bring that team up, bro. You was really it? had to bring up the bias. Hold up. It was 2016 when Jalen yeah. Ramsey went. Vernon Hargreaves went 11, dog. Dante Fowler, would he go the next year, maybe? I, th- I think so. Yeah, he was the third overall pick to yeah. the Jags. Wait, no, he might have been the year before this. Either way. Because I think it was... um. Here's the year with um Jameis and Marcus Mariota. Maybe. Because I think it went them two and then Dante Fowler. I think. Either way. Oh, man. That, that Florida team was very, very Just polarizing, bro. Like, 2015. Yeah. And he, yeah. he tore his ACL. Yeah, before that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, after our little side rant of the... 2014 to 2016 Mid-2010s Florida Gators defense and that, that won team. nothing, but... <laughs> they, had, they had all the potential in the world, bro, bro. They would just stack the box at the goal line and leave, like, Tease Tabor and Vernon Hargraves. Hargraves one-on-one, bro. Jill's locking every single receiver down, bro. bro. I'll take any three of those corners in college, bro, one-on-one against... You give me any receiver, bro. I'll Damn, they lock Tease, Quincy, Quincy, the slot, VH3... Damn, bro. had a stick, bro. I'm and not the even D-line was a stick, too. Who was that D-line, bro? I know it was Fowler. They had Brian Cox. Brian Cox, and then uh, I can't think of that. Oh, yeah. Brian Brees. Not, nah. Bro, no, not Brian Brees. He's fucking, um, he's coming out this year. Taven Bryant. Taven Bryant. Taven Bryant. Taven Bryant. They had another dude, bro. They had another dude. White boy from, like, fucking, yeah. like, Wyoming or he something. He's on the Browns now. Shit. Oh, he's on the Browns now? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, Taven Bryant. Not Brian Brees. I think Brian Brees is at Clemson right now. He's about to get drafted this upcoming draft pretty early. But bro, that's, that defense was a stick. Yeah, I think Taven Bryant, he went pretty early too, bro. Yeah, he was a first-rounder. Yeah. So the, ja- the Jags were like the whole Florida team, bro. Dude, there's literally like all but two like full busts on that team. <laughs> like what? Keanu Neal, is he even playing anymore? I mean, he got banged up. I, I don't know. He tore like his Achilles and he was like a pro bowler. Yeah, Achilles. Marcus Mays. Marcus Mays, solid. He's still solid now. Brian he's on the Poole, Saints, right? Brian, yeah, Brian Poole played a little while BP's, for the Jets. He got banged up, yeah. yeah he was nice when he played. too, bro. Yeah, I forgot about Because Quincy came after BP. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. And you got Quincy's brother. I don't know what he's doing. Marco. Uh, oh, he's on the Cardinals right now. He, oh, made yeah. a, he made a nice play against Tyler Lockett this last game downfield, but... He was I forgot who the receiver that was torching his shit um early in the year, but man, all right, after our Florida side note, next came up <laughs> Jets versus Broncos. Sort of hard to get Did back on track. Finish, well, yeah, you picked the Raiders, you talked about them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you picked yeah, okay, yeah. Jets, Broncos, team I think I was saying this the team I hated on in the beginning. Jets um just did. I was higher on the Jets too. Broncos country, the ride's over. It's I saw not going anywhere. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was like uh one last time Broncos it was it was Yandy, bro. It was Yandy, bro. He posted like Ben Broncos money line one last time. I was like convincing like it was a Jeffrey Dom. I saw that like, yeah. you're gonna sit here and watch it as Russell Wilson pops up Broncos country, let's ride. Also saw a meme of Courage the Cowardly Dog. 
inside like the x-ray and they said russell wilson's dogging them <laughs> so i mean that pretty much sums it up right now bro give me the jets they've looked good they've surprised me i absolutely hate them sick to my stomach over this but i got them on the road at mile high yeah that's kind of the only thing going for the broncos i think right now is that they will be home at mile high jets are a super young team so they don't really have that experience playing in you know that kind of environment Although they went into Lambeau last week and beat the Packers, so that, you could kind of debunk that. But uh, the Jets, the young talent, man, we just I, – I, I touched on it earlier. Sauce is looking like an early, early candidate for defensive player of the year. I think, you know, there's a person down the line we'll talk about when we get to the Seahawks who might have a say for that. But Sauce has been looking really good. He's been locking up. Quentin Williams has stepped up on that defensive line. Garrett Wilson's been making plays, although he kind of was quiet last week. But, I mean, Brees Hall, I, I just gave you that kind of question right there. But, honestly, bro, after after this last few weeks, Damian Pierce might be at the bottom of the list because right now Brees Hall is – I think he's – I saw some stat that was kind of crazy within, like, the last, like, I think two weeks since he got the full workload. He had the most yards from not. scrimmage or some shit like that. But I think as we get more and more into the year – We'll see him pick up that workload. And, I mean, he's just so explosive with the ball in his hands. He's He just scores touchdowns, man. He, he's get, he gets on the board for the um for the Jets. I, did he score last week? I'm not. Oh, no. They yeah, he fun- scored. He did? Yeah, he had 20 carries for 116 yards in a tutty. Yeah. I mean, he's just so explosive with the ball in his hands. And I'll talk about Kenneth Walker when we get to the Seahawks. But I just want to see Zach Wilson. I know I was higher on him saying, you know, once he comes in, he has that dog in him, <laughs> you know, for other reasons. But I think right now all this team is waiting for is Zach Wilson to make that jump because against the Packers, he didn't really have the best game. Understandable hostile environment on the road. On the road. That one was a more test to Robert Sala, you know, having that team ready on special teams and defense, you know, kind of carry Zach Wilson that offense while they get the training wheels ready or off of him because he missed the first few games. But having a weapon like Brees Hall to lean on in the backfield really, really helps. The Jets are, to me, they're like the fucking giants of the AFC, bro. Both in the East, both in New York playing the same fucking stadium. And two young head coaches who have these teams playing with house money. They're bought in. They believe in the culture. They're buying into the system. And you kind of see that it's paying off. And right now... The Jets are a hot team, man, and the Broncos just did not look good at all against the Chargers on the road. So, give me the Jets, man. Yep. Moving on, KC in San Fran against the Niners. Um, Niners kind of let let me down last week against the Falcons. I told um, you, bro, stop playing with the Falcons at home, man. Just, just give me the Chiefs. Um, nothing too much about the Niners, obviously. Got a shot to win the game. Debo gets involved, get the ball out quick. Ayuk had a big game. He had two he had tutties. Two touchdowns. Like I like what I see him. For Might have to get him off the bench. But, Same, bro. Uh, <laughs> especially with Clyde, the way he's just not getting touches in the Chiefs offense. Low workload. But give me the Chiefs here on the road after a tough loss. They're going to come back hungry. You know, it's the same old Chiefs, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. They're going to find a way, played a much better team in Buffalo and lost a nail-biter. I agree. 
pretty much everything you said there. Right now, I think even after that tough loss to um, Josh Allen, I think with what they have in Kansas City right now, Patrick Mahomes is playing some of the best football, if not the best football at the quarterback position. I just think the Chiefs are a better team, and when it comes to offense, they're just going to be able to put up points in the offensive league. And this 49ers defense, or the 49ers offense, excuse me, won't be able to hang hang with them. This is a super this is a Super Bowl rematch too from a few years ago, which will be interesting. But I think the Chiefs right now are the clear cut better team. The only thing that worries me, if Nick Bosa is healthy, he could give this um Chiefs O line some fits because we saw Von Miller kinda come in and disrupt the game last week. So that's something to keep an eye out on because they, they do have a really good defense over there in San Francisco. But give me Patrick Mahomes who's been spreading the ball around to like every single person on their roster. Everyone's getting touches over there. Patrick Mahomes is not discriminating at all. He's getting everyone involved. Andy Reid calling up plays, handing the ball off to like three, four different running backs. Right now, I just think there's too many looks the Chiefs have. They're just way too good on offense, and I don't think the 49ers will be able to score points to hang with them. Same. Next game up, Seattle Seahawks in L.A. SoFi Stadium against the Chargers. This is tough for me as well. I want another split decision here between me and you. Yeah. I want the Chargers, your boy Jay Herb. Herbo. Um, Keenan, Keenan might be coming back. I think they're saying he's looking at this week to return. Yeah. But, I mean. And if Keenan comes back, expect Mike Will's production to go up. I know they're probably like, oh, he's taking away targets. It's not like he was even getting that many targets. Uh, you look at it. It just takes the attention away. He's that big guy on the outside. Now you lock into Herbert's safety blanket. Yeah. Uh, the Seahawks, they lose last week. They did. No, they beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, they beat the Cardinals. Geno Smith, sort of a quiet week. I mean, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. 193 yards in the air. That's quiet for him this no year. Touchdowns. He no just, touchdowns. He just played. He just got a job done. Game manager football. Yeah. But. What you saw from the Chargers against the Broncos, the Seahawks defense doesn't have that. So don't expect Herbert to not throw a touchdown. I think it was in 30 games, Herbert's thrown at least one touchdown, and that was like the first time he didn't. Mm -hmm. So expect him to respond. Austin Eckler's look great. Uh, Expect Eckler to just keep getting those touches. He wasn't getting them early on in the year. Now they're starting to get him more rock. Now they're like, all right, we got to get him. He's our playmaker. We got to get him involved. Yeah. This man just changed his pick. Yeah. I said, I said his his Herbert e, uh, Chargers. Now, so, favorite Madden team, by the way, for everyone watching. I haven't played Madden in like a year. Bro, yeah, but still, it's still you. Anytime you hop on Madden, bro, you go straight to the Chargers. Give me J Herb. Listen, you kind of just explained everything perfectly, <laughs> and you convinced me to pick the Chargers. So just t- piggybacking on everything you said. Honestly, the the main thing that I kind of went away from earlier today was because Keenan Allen, he's he's like the missing piece. Before he went out in week one, he had like four receptions for 66 yards and was looking like he was just going to be on fire this year. Sucks that the injury kind of halted him up and he's on the back end of his career too or on the back end of his prime. But I just think, I think I kind of, you know, the Broncos defense being so good kind of, you know, overshadowed how good I think this Chargers offense can be. They lost their center, which sucks. 
Only thing that worries me is Kenneth Walker against this Chargers run defense. Now, I think I saw a PFF stat. I might be mistaken, but I think Kenneth Walker has the most miss, um, forced missed tackles. And I think it was like 50% of his, like, he breaks tackles like 50% of the time or some crazy shit like that. But watching him play with the Seahawks is like, I want to say Marshawn Lynch because to me he's more of an explosive runner. Yeah. But I just get those same vibes to where, kind of like Marshawn, bro, anytime Kenneth Walker touches the ball, it's like, okay, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker got the ball, and it's like, oh, damn, that shit just went for like 20 yards, you feel me? He's just really, really explosive with the ball in his hands, and he's a great runner, great ball vision, and he just, super, he, he just can't be t- tackled. He's hard to bring down. So I think the Seahawks might want to try to lean on that kind of exploit that run defense that the Chargers really aren't the best at. And hopefully J.C. Jackson in that secondary can get it turned around because he hasn't been playing that well either this year. No, he was coming off an injury in a new system. So hopefully that gets back on track. But at the end of the day, at home, give me uh, Justin Herbert over Geno Smith. Although Geno is playing really good this year, give me Jay Herbert, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a believer. Thanks for convincing me. <laughs> I don't know whether to be happy or kind of sad because I got to make up grounds in these picks. But moving on, Steelers, primetime Sunday night football. The Steelers, Hard Rock Stadium against the Dolphins, baby. Tua, first week back, most likely. Talked about Tyreek Hill, 700 receiving yards on pace to break. Calvin Johnson's record. This man, what, everyone was saying Mahomes, Hill's not going to be this guy. He had Skylar Thompson. And, and Teddy B. Two glove Teddy. I mean, what else needs to be said? I'd like to see that run game get going against the Steelers. Would be nice. You're going to need that complimentary football if you want to win games in January and February. Not going to win just airing it out. But unless your name is like Patrick Mahomes or maybe Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, no doubt. But just looking at it, Dolphins at home need a bounce back win. Drop two in a row. Need to turn it around. Yeah, I'm totally with you there. Tua coming back, I think, is huge for this Dolphins team. And they were kind of missing, you know, their field general at the helm of this offense. And on your Tyreek Hill point, I think... They've dropped three in a row. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I think Tyreek Hill... I've been on this, you know, agenda of it becoming a wide receiver league. And I think Tyreek Hill kind of just proves that point perfectly. And so what, what the Chiefs were missing in that game against the Bills, we saw in the playoffs when the Chiefs were able to beat the Bills and score within like 13 seconds, Tyreek Hill was that player to where Pat Mahomes knows he needs to get this first down. He needs to get set amount of yards. Kelsey is a big threat. Kelsey's a help, but I mean, there's just no better, there's no bigger weapon in the league right now than Tyreek Hill. Being able to get the ball off into his hands and him just scoring make something out of nothing and him being able to just take the top off the defense and make them respect them. It kind of looked like the bills, the bills corners were playing really, really tight on the receivers over there in KC because no one respects them. So I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense is kind of missing that one deep threat who just happened to be the best deep threat and one of the best receivers in the league. Two is coming back. This Steelers team is just kind of, they're up in the air. I mean, they did get a good win against the Bucks last week. Are they for real? Quarterbacks injuries up in the air. This defense 
is decent. One of the one of the better ones in the league, but no TJ Watt still, that hurts. I just think the Dolphins in prime time, Tua gets that extra time to rest because it's playing they're playing a the night game, not the day game. Those few hours help, hopefully. I just think Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they have another big game against this suspect Austin uh, secondary outside of Mika Fitzpatrick. Finishing off week seven, Sunday night, excuse me, Monday night football. It's the Bears in Foxborough against the Patriots. Oh my gosh. Harden just dropped Tatum and missed. Harden, he just missed it. He just went to that ISO bag and just attacked the rim. He was he was looking good right there. He just dropped Tatum, bro. But give me the Patriots. I feel like Bill Belichick's gonna have Justin Fields pissing down his legs. Shout out Mr. Go thirty. Uh honestly. You know, Bill terrorizes opposing QBs, especially young ones, eliminates their best whip, weapon, a.k.a. probably going to be the ground game. Cause Do it's they not even have home. a weapon in Chicago? They don't, bro. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. It's the ground game. Not even, They can't even. Like, they don't even have, like, Justin Fields is, like, their best runner right now. Montgomery, uh, I'm not bought in, bro. But give me the pats. Should be easy. Bailey Zappi. Team me up, Mac Jones. It doesn't matter, Mac Daddy. Whatever you want to say, pause. I don't know. Give me the Patriots, bro. It's it's the Bears. You saw what they did on Thursday night. Yeah. Darnell Mooney coming down with it. Couldn't get it done. Yeah. Going off what you said. I mean, prime time. Give me the give me the Patriots. I mean, right now, Bill Belichick has this team playing on just the most sound football possible with what they have. Bill Belichick. You mentioned it coming into the years, getting the most out of this team. Still got to respect what he does coaching-wise. And kind of like I mentioned just a few moments ago, the Bears really have no weapons to help Justin Fields out. It, I mean, the running game, Cleo Herbert's probably their best running back right now. Darnell Mooney, who's probably a wide receiver too on any other team in the league, he's their best receiver. I just don't think the the Bears have enough at all to kind of compete with the Patriots and I think the Patriots get up early and just run the ball all over the Bears, and this is a boring game on on Monday night. Yeah, it's like they flipped the the Thursday night to Monday night. But <laughs> yeah, of course the Bears are involved. But the Patriots might they they could put up some points, man. We saw them do it last week against the Browns. They they put some points up, but that is a garbage defense to say the least. <laughs> are the Bears any better? They're probably a little bit more disciplined, bro. Probably. Rokon Smith's nice. Their defense is scrappy. Regardless, you made the Patriots, man. I think they're better on both sides of the ball right now. The Browns. <laughs> Anyways, that concludes episode eight. Go to go. You already know. Go to go on YouTube. Go to go pod on TikTok. Apple Music. Spotify. Amazon. Whatever you're listening to. Streaming site. We're up there. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what y'all rocking yeah, yeah, with, yeah. what y'all not. NBA next week or what, Any bro? suggestions? What, what yeah, NBA, yeah. We're going to talk about a little, little NBA. Let's do it. I mean, shit, we're watching it right now. Tatum, ugly-ass jumper that somehow oh no gosh. one can guard. President sidestep. FaceTime. But how is Marcus Smart still an NBA <laughs> player in 2022? That's what I want to know, bro. DPOI. Shh. This insane, but we came to the Go to Go podcast, man. Appreciate y'all appreciate tuning appreciate in, it. man. Yeah. New episode next week. Record every Tuesday, dropping Wednesday nights. You already know what to do. Peace. Right.
Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, we, we out. We out. Peace.